Welcome to Brisbane Football Review NPL Queensland Special. It's James Scott and Adam with you. And guys, we've got some local football to talk about. It's great, isn't it? Back for the 2018 season. So we're looking forward to this. It'll be a really good season with some new teams in the mix and, of course, the second division. That's right. Adam, we had a fantastic end to the 2017 campaign, though. We did. And look, um, ever since they made the announcement of the you know, the two the two leagues now with the MPL and the QPL, you know, there's actually a, a bit of excitement around. I think you know, this is I guess, something that the, the, the A-League is sort of lacking at the moment, is that there's some new teams, some new competition, and new players to, yeah. to delve into. All right. Well, before we get into previews for the top division... Let's go through those competition changes. As you mentioned, there are two divisions now. There's the NPL Queensland still. Yes. And? The Football Queensland Premier League. That's official name. I'm going to screw that up so many times this year. I'm just... FQPL. Oh, I thought just, you were going to say something else. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, so it's 14 teams, I believe, in two divisions. 14 teams in 14 each division. 14 teams in the top division. I think it's 13 in the um, FQPL because two teams merged to make Gold Coast United we'll get to. And there's a vacancy, which will be filled by Gold Coast Knights next year. That's right. So, uh, FNQ becomes Cairns FC. Yes. North Queensland Fury become North Queensland United. Mm-hmm. And there's been a bit of drama on the Gold Coast. Yeah, I'm, really dis- I'm disappointed about it. Uh, not schoolies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really disappointed because Gold Coast City, I thought they were really building something. I know their football wasn't the greatest if you've ever seen them play. It was very direct, but... It was effective. It was effective. They were winning and they were building something with a nice young nucleus of a side there. I know that side's continuing on at Gold Coast Knights. Well, most of it is, but it's a shame that they're not going to be in the NPL this year because they were a really strong club. And also as well, they, they're probably the most the most successful uh, FFA Cup team from Queensland yeah. as well. So to see them sort of you now disband was actually quite disappointing. And then Gold Coast Athletic and Gold Coast Galaxy have amalgamated to relaunch Gold Coast United, Sands Clive Palmer mercifully. Yes, they couldn't do any worse than last time, could they? Mm. And Gold Coast Knights, as you mentioned, will enter the FQPL in 2019. After demolishing the Gold Coast Premier League. <laughs> Which is what so. they're going to do. If you've seen the lineup for them, it's basically Gold Coast City. Well, there we go. So they so should anyway. All right, so let's get started. We're going to run through each team, touch on them a little bit quick. And yep. just go through our expectations for them this season. We're going to start in Brisbane and southeast Queensland and go with the defending champion, Western Pride. Adam? Look, they were, like, they were, I guess, you now the biggest surprise coming out last mm-hmm. season because, yeah, the, after the, probably the first two months of the season, they looked like they were having their normal, usual, sort of, you know, also ran season. And then, bang, yeah. they just they just started piling on the goals, piling on the points. And, you know, they, they went through the hard way through the finals. And we were there. You know, for the grand final, and they they won it. So I th- I think they they come they come to the 2018 season relatively unchanged. So you'd expect yeah. them to continue on where they were from last season. Yeah, when they got going last year, they really got going, didn't they? It was unbelievable how they finished out the season. The only change they have got, and they lost him at the end of last season. Harrison Sawyer is over in the Philippines, but they didn't have him for the finals run anyway. For them, I think it'd be interesting. Will they have a hangover in terms of? They've achieved something last year. Will they be able to continue that on? And I think actually for them, the FFA Cup is a big thing. It's a big thing for a lot of these teams, but 
they got a lot of young players looking to make that step up to the A-League, or get back to the A-League yeah. in some cases. And the FFA Cup's probably the best chance for them to do that. Yep. But I think they're going to be right up there again. They're obviously a very good side. A lot of good young talent. What stood out for me in that finals run last year was just how well organised they were. Yeah. Yeah. So, have to see if they how they go. Morton Bay United, the side they beat in the grand final with that ridiculously late free kick. Yeah. Uh, Co- Wenzel Hall, going to mention it. Yep. Coach Adam Piddick departs for NPL Victoria side Port Melbourne and replaced by Albany Creek coach Paria Nabi. I hope I said that right. My apologies if not. Yep. I struggle. I struggle with John Smith. So yeah. <laughs> so it's mostly the, so does Lucy Zellich, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just incompetent. Yeah. Anyway, it's mostly the same squad with uh, one addition, Scott. Yes, I'm Seku Jamande from the from Lions FC is their big addition. Outside of that, they've got basically the same team as last year for the most part. A lot of, they've also brought a lot of young players. Mm. They have lost a couple, actually. I was, I'm led to believe Jordan Totelli is not playing this year. The two Korean boys who had an impact for them are gone. So Stephen Green, I think, is as well. So they are a little bit under... They had tremendous depth last year, as we saw, to get it. through the FFA Cup to the round of 16 and also to the grand final. So they should be fine. A lot of the, lot of the younger players um, were rewarded with, con- with senior contracts yeah. um, on the back of their form, not only in the uh, NPL, but also they have that, that run you know, to the round of 16 in the um, in the FFA yeah. Cup. So, look, I, I would expect them again. They're going to be there and about. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, you know, again, it's going to be a very tight competition. The the coaching change might be might be a bit of an issue, but look, I think they've been they've been in great form, you know, during preseason. They made yeah. it to the final four of the Silver Boot, and before that, like they were scoring goals for fun. So I think in this sort of competition, attacking yeah. style will actually be you know would actually be good. Yeah. Yep. Just a quick note, guys. It's raining pretty heavily outside, so take your time uh, going through each of these teams, so oh, you don't have to rush your car. <laughs> cool. All right, Brisbane Strikers, 2017 Next. Premiers. Next. <laughs> now, now, no, no, now, we'll now, now. we got to be... Yeah. We're only a little bit biased yeah. on this show. Yeah. I mean, Scott is. Yeah. All right. No, in all seriousness, they've recruited unbelievably well for a side that won the Premiership two years in a row. And obviously, I think they'll be looking to get back in the FFA Cup and, win a, and get to a grand final. But Michael McGowan, from the former Redlands captain from Port Melbourne, and of course, um, Trent Clulo, their former midfielder, both returning from Victoria. That's two huge additions for them. Um, the three of us were at that semi-final at Perry Park yeah. last year. Myself just back from a honeymoon. Yeah. But it just looked like they had a bad night at the worst possible time. A it bad seems, seems to well. be. It seems to be um, it's a trend with them. You know, they're, they're, look, they're, they're a great team. I think yeah. the squad-wise, they're they, you know, up there with probably some of the best, you know, maybe in Australia in that second tier as, as, as proven you know, yeah. through their run through the NPL National Finals problem is it seems like in September it all falls apart so yeah. I I think um, Owen Baker I think that's one thing he'll be probably guarded against that you know what you don't want to peak too early because fortunately you can be on top all season but September it matters they did lose Jack Marshall to South Melbourne but when you add Michael McGowan it's a very mm. good replacement it might even be an upgrade just on experience yeah yeah, let's move on to Lions FC, the 2017 BPL champions. They're making a bit of a step up as one or two expansion yeah. teams. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing how these guys go because we were at their facilities last year when they played the Roar in the Heritage Cup and it was very, very nice. It is a very good facility they've got out there and they've invested heavily in their team as well. With They've obviously had a very good team that won the BPL Grand Final. I think they finished second or third. They in finished the, third in the third regular, in the regular season, season yeah. and then won the Grand Final at Peninsula Power last year, but... 
two of that side they've added in Jesse Daly, the former young Raw player who was at South Melbourne last year. They've added in Josh Brindle South, the former Wellington Phoenix A-League player. I think, I think Danny Kim's there as well. They've got some really good former young Raw player. They've really recruited heavily. I think they're going for it this year, both in terms of the league and the cup. Yeah, and almost so, with just with them. I think Owen Lions will prove that you know the gap between BPL and MPL for last, we've had the split competitions... Yeah, I think they were, they were almost mm. sure that they were going to be in the, in the yeah. top flight because they, they are a very good team and their recruiting reflects that they are going for it, as you said. Yeah. And look, I think, it, I think not only is the league a consideration, but it's FFA Cup, yeah. you know, Route 32 or bust for them. And that is, of course, something that the clubs will have to juggle as the season yeah. goes on. I think on. the FFA Cup, sort of, it's going to be a lot of clubs are going to go for that this year. Mm. They've seen the advantages of getting there. Because the clubs will be starting their campaigns in a, I think next month when they join I the I believe, draw? yeah. I think it's... The Just F- a question without notice. No, the FQPL starting round four, the MPL entering round five. I'm not sure of the exact dates. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. And now we're going to talk about Olympic FC. Fifth uh, last year, new coach Ben Kahn mm-hmm. replaces Terry Kirkham. Kahn moves from Central Coast Mariners youth. They've got some new players. Shelford Days? I Shelford really Days, the former young Raw player. Okay. Uh, also, Steve- also at the Mariners last year as well, so he brings him with him. Yep, uh, Stephen White and Adam Edgar from Central Coast and Jez yep. Lofthouse from Sunshine Coast. So Jez Lofthouse was really good for Sunshine Coast last yeah. year. He was their one real standout when I saw them play yep. against the Young Raw. He had a really good game. So he's making a move down here to step up, which is good. Interesting to see how he and how they go, because they got a good squad. They also have Kieran Sanders, the guy who scored in the grand final for um, FNQ Heat a couple of years ago. So they've recruited quite strongly. Just the Olympic um, last year, they they were, they were in amongst it. They in 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 the in the league last year. I think they fell away in the last two one or two weeks, which actually um, sort of cost them a finals berth. So yeah. look, I think they're going to be thereabouts again. And um, the Olympic traditionally have been you know one of the stronger teams. And now we're going to move on to Brisbane City. They play out a corporate travel management stadium, sixth in uh, twenty seven NPL. Largely returning the same side with one, I suppose, big name addition yeah. that many Raw fans will remember is James Meyer. Yeah, it's a very, very interesting acquisition for them. They've all, they've recruited heavily since John Cosby has been there. They just have not been able to get over the line. The last couple of years, they've fallen short on the last day in the regular season. I think for them, it's again, it's about growing, growing themselves on the national stage because they obviously have an A League bid out to become the second team from Brisbane. So I think they will desperately want to be in the FFA Cup this year. Yeah, look, I, At the, that, that to me is what they are probably going to be aiming for. Yeah, I think even more so. The, the stakes are a lot higher for Brisbane City yeah. with that FC Brisbane bid mm-hmm. on that. That you know they they're putting themselves in the shop windows. You know, potentially expansion team in Brisbane. You know, for the A League, yeah. and they really need to start putting the results on. There's no excuses. You know, John Cosmina, his third year as coach, as head coach. Look, you know, they they've got to start putting it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just bringing up the list. So Brisbane City, they got 51 goals in their 22 games last year. So, you know, the top side uh, was Western Pride with 73. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it's the way Western Pride finished the year. Oh, yeah. Fun. <laughs> but obviously they feel like goals are an area that they need to address. So yeah. they've brought in someone with raw experience. Up next, Redlands United, who many of you will probably remember from their FFA Cup upset yeah. of Adelaide United in 2016. They've brought in ex-young rule winger Jaden Prasad after a season in Victoria. And they were a big disappointment last year. There's no getting around yep. it. They were a big, big disappointment by their own standards probably. And because of that, they're going underrated at the moment, which I actually think benefits them because they got a decent side. All right. 
I just can't remember the guy's name. They got someone from North Pine who scored 26 goals Shuto last Kubiyama. year. Yep. Thank you, Adam. 26 goals for North Pine last year. I've never seen him play, but if he scored 26 goals, you must be doing something yeah. right. <laughs> they also brought in a, a, I think it's Scott Bauer from Olympic. I think they might actually be a little bit better than everyone thinks they're going to be. Well, it'll be interesting to uh, keep it. Keep an eye on. Gold Coast United, newly formed club after the initial announcement last season. I believe there are going to be a few little differences from the A-League franchise of the same name. Most notably, they're going to be playing in a white kit rather than... Uh, and there'll bright. be no crowd cap. <laughs> <laughs> but they will be... They said they will be playing um, in, in sight of... of yeah. uh, Seabus Stadium. It's very City Football Group, that isn't it? Having the mini stadium yeah. in view of the big stadium. That'll be cool. <laughs> yeah. Now I saw, saw a photo on, on Twitter about that. It actually looked yeah. fairly young. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Give, give them something to aim for. And actually, mm. well, if we are going to travel down from Brisbane, at least it means we know we're going to have a fairly easy way to access it yeah. just coming off the M1. Be interesting to see how that goes. Round two, I believe they play the Young Roar at home. So. Yep. Their first home game. The mini F1 dark. But with I'm them, I do think, again, it's, they're tough to gauge because they, they've got a lot of young players and players from the coast. All right. So it's interesting to see how they play. So at Southwest Queensland Thunder. Scott, I yes. believe you're quite high on this squad. I think they're quite decent, actually. I think Travis Cooper, the former Newcastle Jet in the A-League, played overseas, is there. They've brought in an Italian defender, I believe, as well. and Federico Brusaka. Yep. Brusaka, yeah. And um, Nikoda Smith was a very good young player for them a couple of years ago he's before he went over to Brazil. Record. So, and he's back. Interesting to see how that experience aids his development. So, I think they might actually be... Again, you mentioned um, before a couple... Western Pride traditionally a team down the bottom. Maybe these guys will be a bit better than people think. I'm not, I, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think they're going to be... I think they'll be mid-table at the very least. Because, again, with that experience added to their squad... They've I've upgraded their talent pool. I think the good thing about Thunder is that, look, it, it's difficult for them being a regional team, being mm. based at Toowoomba. You're not going to get the Home breaks. form's key, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's, that's probably one thing. But also, as well, you're seeing, you've seen a steady sort of progression where, you know, the first season they were absolutely abysmal. I think they can see it 100 goals or something like that in a season. So you're seeing general you know, development improvement. I think this might be the year where they actually start being noticed. All right. And up next is the Brisbane Raw youth side. So yes. it'll be largely the same... Team yep. is the 2017-18. Uh, yep. A few 18. players they brought in from the Centre of Excellence head of the NP- NYL. Who are those guys? Ah, uh, but you're talking about Bryce Bafford, Jay Barnett, and Kai Truen in particular. They're the three notable ones. For them, if they've got their best team on the field most weeks, they'll be highly competitive. It's when the best players sit out ahead of A-League preseason that results dip. So, so they'll, they'll need points early. So you look for them to get points uh, between now and June, basically. Yeah. I think the, the one thing with um, I think with the Brisbane Royal Youth is that, as, as Scott just said, um, it, it is a matter of they should start strong because if they have their best players available, their best youngsters available, um, they they should be able to match it with yeah. most teams. You know, with the exception of maybe some of the you know the, the really big heavyweights of the competition. Yeah. But the danger period for them is in that May, June, July, where you're right, where you're right, where you know, so the young talent is signed to you know early contracts, which no longer makes them eligible to play. And the one thing is that whereas in the past where it's just drifted off and whatnot, if they're not in a good position, there's a good chance they could be relegated. And yeah. uh, and there was talk for a while that you know Brisbane Raw were going to be exempt. Uh, Football Queensland have taken that away. Nobody's exempt. By and the way. I think that's a great yeah. thing because you know what, if these kids aren't good enough. Which, whichever yeah. finishes the season, you know what? Maybe a season in the yeah. QPL may actually be. We should have mentioned this at the start. Nobody is exempt from relegation, and it's just purely on senior results, which yep. is the way it should be. Well, that was going to be mentioned once we've gone through all the clubs. Okay. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, oh, no, you host. No, you've seen my hosting. We're not doing that again. 
<laughs> I promise not to go on another honeymoon. All right. Uh, last Southeast Queensland side, Sunshine Coast FC. They were 12th in 2017 NPL Queensland, conceding what was a ridiculous 117 goals in 22 games. And they only yeah. scored tw- uh, they only scored 18. It's, so a negative 99 goals. It's goal a difference. real sad decline for a club, which was a real powerhouse in the mm. old Queensland Premier League. Them and the, they and the Brisbane Strikers were the two powerhouses of that competition before the NPL formed. I don't know what to make of them. I know they brought in Alex Smith, the former Wellington player, but... I don't think he's going to score 100 goals. I wouldn't have thought so as a holding midfield player, but they might be in trouble this year. I think the notable sign, you know, we mentioned before about Jez Lofthouse, who I thought was a standout player, probably the biggest young prospect for for Sunshine Coast. And he's he's now left to come to to Brisbane. So I don't know if they've got, and especially now as well with the number of you know, Sunshine Coast teams, yeah, I think they might be, you know, in relegation trouble, I think. All right, and then we're going to go to the regional clubs now, the final three clubs in the top division. We've got Cairns FC, seventh, uh, formerly the North Queensland Heat. New coach is Danny Greystone and yeah. largely an unchanged squad. Yeah, I, again, I think that these, they've always been the best team from the regions up there. And yeah. I think that'll remain the case this year. And they've also always been competitive. I think yeah. they've made the finals twice in the first four years of the NPL, so I think they're going to be in the mixer again because home form again for them is crucial. But if they can get the wins on the board at home, they're always a danger. Well, last year, nine wins, four draws, nine losses. But what was quite interesting was the fact that they had the lowest number of goals per game by combined total of four and against with 38 for 37 against. So, you know, you've got it's a war of attrition up there. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very, very stable squad. Um, a lot of experience and whatnot, and, and also some good young players that you know, I guess, resist the temptation to come south in most cases. So look, yeah, I think, look, I agree with you. I think that they're probably the better of the of the teams from the regions. Another unchanged mm. squad up north will be Far North Queen, will be North Queensland United. Sorry, not Far North Queensland. Yeah, they were. I really hope this works for them in Townsville. Having played juniors up there, there's a good football community up there, and it's just. The Fury just didn't work in the A-League or in the NPL, unfortunately, and I really hope that this is the start of something for them up there. There's something... There, I still feel like there's potential yeah. up there. Like We yeah. won't go into A-League yeah. too much here because this is obviously the NPL preview show, but yeah. I feel like there's some sort of potential there going forward. Yeah. They'll have a, if types like they did come back in, they've got a, a stadium in the CBD this time, yep. which is a much better option. Anyway, we'll talk and about that another time. the last club we're going to get to is a club that I have a little bit of a tie to, Mackay and Whit Sundays, Magpies Crusaders United, because I lived in the Whit Sundays yeah, for six months. <laughs> Mackay and Whit Sundays, Magpies Crusaders United, and if I go. didn't have a bird phobia, I would certainly be buying. <laughs> a, I would certainly be buying a uh, Magpies Crusaders United jersey. Mm. Uh, uh, you two are pointing at each other. <laughs> no, nothing at all. No, 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 these no. guys are very difficult no, to. Please proceed. Because I think they're a squad of local players, and we haven't really seen anything of them at all, but. We've seen teams in the past in central Queensland fall over. I think most importantly is that this team stays up and survives. Not so, like survives as a club going forward because we need a team in that part of the country. Yep. So hopefully they're a viable, sustainable team. I hope so too. We, we can't comment on the players because we honestly have no idea. Well, seen them. All I can say is from the one training session I did at the Wit Sundays, what was it two years ago now? There are a bunch of really nice guys. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, look, I think with them, I think with them, I think... And they're a lot better than me. which is why I only lasted one training session alright so we'll keep going now and just get to predictions for the season so let's start off with Premiers Scott I think the Strikers will be Premiers again they have the best team on paper 
they're always a strong team. I th- I actually think Lions. I think um, look that and it's funny Lions and strikers just met in the final of the um, Silver Boot preseason yeah. competition. I think it's pretty much. I think it might be a sort of a window to the season as a whole, but yeah. I, look, I think they're really going for it. You know, they're probably the, the richest club of of all the clubs. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, I think it'd be instant success for them. The only thing I'll say is Strikers is a more settled team, only trying to integrate one or two new pieces. Red, um, That's Lions good. have got a lot of other players to bring in. So I'm going to go left field and say Olympic. Okay. I have no idea why, just going with my gut, and my yeah. gut at the moment is carrying a lot more weight than I usually do. <laughs> And then uh, talk about the finals later. Okay. Get a little bit of a feel for them after round one. Who's a relegation candidate? Well, I think there's a couple of teams who could be looking over their shoulders. Obviously, you mentioned Mackay, Sunshine Coast. The Young Raw, if they don't start well, could absolutely be in the mix. But I also think Gold Coast United. Yeah. They openly admitted that they're not out to win the competition in season one. They've got a young side, a couple of younger guys from around the MPL mixed in with some guys from the Gold Coast Premier League, I think they could be in for a bit of a tough initiation. So they're the four that I think will be looking at going into the relegation battle. Yeah, for me, Gold Coast United, uh, Sunshine Coast, and North Queensland United, and um, Mackay, I think they're the four. I think it'll be, you know, they've got to rightfully watch out that, you know, if they don't pick up Windsor, they could be in relegation trouble. Yep. All right, and You're not going to pick relegation, James? No, this is your area. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> no, I, no, I'll be honest. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if Cairns. Okay. Just a gut feeling. Sun, Cairns and Sunshine Coast. Okay. Is that enough? Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Something to hold you to two back in September when we look back on this. Yeah, but I keep all the audio, so good luck finding <laughs> it. All right, so round one fixtures. We've got Friday, Redlands versus Moreton Bay United. Saturday, Strikers versus Pride. Cairns versus Gold Coast. City versus Lions, that definitely stands out as a yeah. match of the round. That and also Pride and Strikers. Is a Pity they're on pretty much the same time, so yeah. pick and choose. North Queen, yep, and we've got North Queensland and... Where was it? North Queensland versus Sunshine Coast, so that's going to be an yeah. important game for those two sides. Mackay versus Olympic, and Sunday is Raw versus Thunder, venue to be confirmed, so yes. I would say keep an eye on the Brisbane Raw social channels for yeah. that. And then also, just quickly... We'll it might also be postponed as well, given they are playing in the National Youth League tomorrow morning or Thursday morning. As, well, tomorrow morning as we're recording. Depending on when you're listening to this against Adelaide United, so yep. keep an eye out for what happens with that game. And just a quick mention of the teams in the FQPL. Don't worry, we won't drone no, on we're about not them. we go through all of them. We've got Capalaba, Easts, Holland Park Hawks, Ipswich Knights, Logan Lightning, Mitchelton, Peninsula Power, Rochdale Rovers, Southside Eagles, Sunshine Coast Wanderers, Souths United, Wide Bay Buccaneers, and Wolves. So for me, Penn Power would be the obvious. There's three into two here. It's Souths, Rochdale, and Peninsula Power. Yeah. I think they're the three that they're the three who've put the most in terms of recruitment to try and get to the top tier. I think Peninsula Power will get there along with Souths. Yeah, but look, it's it'll be really close. I, I think yeah, the um, last year's Brisbane Premier League um, form is probably key to it all. Um, it is basically the Brisbane Premier League. Last what year, is yeah, it? yeah, hence that way. Yeah. Look, Rochdale, yeah, Rochdale, Peninsula Power, Mitchelton, and probably South. I think are your, your big contenders. Um, it'd be interesting to see what um, the likes of White Bay Buccaneers and uh, which the the Sunshine Coast Wanderers yeah. what they put up. They're a big unknown as well, yeah. so. Definitely. All right. So I think that's going to be it for this very special edition of the Brisbane Football Review. Scott, Adam, thank you. you, James. Thank you. Good luck to all the clubs this weekend, unless you give us a reason to not like you. (laughs) (laughs) And we also should probably just close off with best of luck to Brendan Boss, uh, former Raw 
uh, general manager, I think he was, yes. as he starts his tenure with Football Queensland. Yeah. And we also very quickly should mention we'll be covering a lot more of the NPL on our social media as well this year. As yes, well. definitely. Where we can. And QPL. Yes. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been the Brisbane Football Review Special. Enjoy the football this weekend. We'll talk to you later.